you just have to stay out of the damn center aisles of the grocery store. Yeah, they always say that. The things that you need on, on the aisles in the middle of the grocery store are so few. Welcome to the Rebel Health Coach Podcast with Tom Underwood. Armed with truth and knowledge, your journey to a healthy lifestyle can be obtained. Preventative wellness, quality nourishment, and daily fitness routines dramatically improve your outlook on life as a whole. And you'll find the support and info you need to accomplish a healthier lifestyle here. Together, we can empower each other along our journey to an amazing you. Well, 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 happy 1st of May. Here we are. Spring is in the air everywhere. Hopefully it's in the air for you as well. And today's episode is number 139. And I've got a special one as usual with Dr. Patricia Ballone, certified functional medicine practitioner, a chiropractor, a coach, a speaker, and an author. She has helped thousands over the last 35 plus years stop adapting their lifestyle to pain and chronic problems by focusing on the whole person. The result is that her clients and patients find out that the why and the cause of the problem and identify the starting point, what, why, where, and how to begin their health journey to live longer, better, and healthier. Dr. Ballone is the founder and principal of Ask Dr. Pat, Health Team Network, a company dedicated to skyrocketing your health lifestyle mindset with strategies and programs that make sense and help you age gracefully, think, move, and feel better, and live longer and happier. And who doesn't want that? Today's topic is, why are you sick, fat, and tired from the number one best-selling book, by Dr. Pat Ballone. This is going to be an interesting topic, and we are going to talk about a lot of things today, including your gut, the endocrine system, your heart, mood, blood sugar, immunity, and all kinds of other things, including a little bit about the Bible and what God believes in his health for our bodies. I hope you enjoy this episode, and Please take a minute and rate and review my show. It means the world. Even if you have a couple bad things to say, I appreciate the feedback. Thanks and enjoy this episode. How in the heck are you today? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. And you're in Boston area? Um, actually, right now I'm working on a project in Georgia. Oh, you're in Georgia now? Yeah, I'm cl- I don't know where you are, but I'm in Marietta. Oh, we're so we're close. I'm in Alfreda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not. You're within 15 minutes. Oh my God, we could have done this in person. <laughs> I, I haven't done that one in a while. Before we dive into your book, which I was really impressed with. Oh, thank you. Why are you sick, fat, and tired? Find out now. Is in the title of your book. But who is Dr. Pat Ballone? And what was your catalyst into this health and wellness realm, including the addition of acupuncture to your practice? Okay. So the first question was, who am I, right? Right. And I am a mentor and a coach, and I help people have superior health and wellness and live their ultimate life, ideal and dream. 
with the superior wellness initiatives and other you know, mindset strategies in that, because mindset's a really big component of being successful in anything that you do, whether it's relationship, business, and the such, right? So I'm this like nice girl from the Midwest who my father said chiropractors are quacks and that I shouldn't go to school for something like that. This is like back in the eighties. <laughs> and I said, being the nonconformist that I was, I said, see you later. And I figured out how to go to school. I paid for it myself. And I was determined that there had to be a bigger, better way didn't work for the University of Michigan in the sense I got paid from them, but I did an independent study there. And what I discovered is that no one ever got well Well. in the hospital that I saw other than people who were delivering babies and that type of thing was the only happy place in the hospital. That's what swayed me to become a medical doctor is that experience. And so I wanted to do good. I want to have fun. I want to see people thrive. It makes me happy. And I'm happy to contribute good, solid information so people can make decisions based upon some facts and things that work directly for them so they know how to, they can move forward in their life and in their wellness and their mental well-being, which seems to be a problem these days, more so than ever. Adding acupuncture to your practice. What was your driver behind that? Well, you might not believe this or not, but I have an ancestor that was an apothecary to the House of Bourbon in France. And he was a plant guy, right? He did herbs. And so his son left France and settled Quebec City before France. And so I always said when I went and found that my uncle wasn't lying about like we have a, a, a relative that had we have, as a monument in Quebec City on the second level. I think he was crazy. And when I got there and actually got into the LaSalle University and looked at some of the uh, genealogy of my family, we had a direct relationship to that. And I said, oh my God, the DNA hasn't changed. At that point in time, it was in 400 years. Fascination with herbs and with like other ways and other forms of healing was pretty prevalent for me. Like it, during that time when I decided to go do the genealogy research, I said, this is so cool. It was Nicholas Bear. And then Louis Hebert settled Quebec City. He was considered the quote-unquote first farmer. And much more than that, he was also a liaison with the Indians. So the Indians, he was being friends with them. So they shared information, like how to get better, like what, what herbs to use for this and what herbs for that. So it was a really good sound base for, you know, my DNA. <laughs> okay. So that's where that, that's what that came from. I know a lot of Dr. Well, yeah, DC, Dr. Chiropractor. Have, I know a lot of my friends have added acupuncture since they went to Life University. Did you go to Life University over here in my backyard? I went to Life Chiropractic College. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, in, that's in Marietta. That's how long ago it was. And, and the part I like about acupuncture is that I studied under Dr. Victor Frank, who's one of my mentors in chiropractic, as well as Scott Walker, who does the technique NHT. So Dr. Frank did a TBM called Total Body Modification. And there's also, you know, George Goodhart. And so when I saw these things that happen in the body, like, on this point in this year, pec week. Like, why is that? What is it? What's that point that they're pressing? So I started studying the actual points for acupuncture then, and I got fascinated with it. I wanted to study herbs. I've always wanted to study herbs. So when I went to uh, New England School of Acupuncture, I started there. It was the the intent of because I wanted to go to school someplace warm. And so I, I went there first to get my basic information, my basic stuff. And 
ended up happening was is I really didn't like that school very much, but I, I had a really great exposure to herbal medicines down at uh, massage uh, acupuncture massage college in Kendall. And I had a really great mentor for clinic. I had, a, and also for the herbal part of it. And it just made like sense. I mean, like, as we all know, there's a thing called the Lovett brothers, right? And right. so the Lovett brothers, you know, C1 and L5 and C2 and L4, and, you know, like how those uh, vertebral segments relate to each other. When they got to the point of, when we were setting points and we were just at the base of the neck, where people have that kind of hump sometimes. And that's right around the area where you have in kinesiology, like D3, D4, which is dorsal three, dorsal four, it relates to the gallbladder. So in acupuncture, the haha moment was, and one of the big ones that was there was the gallbladder. I'm going, oh my God, it was a connection. Yeah. It, re it relates to both of them. So it was really, it was interesting and fascinating to see Dr. Shu drew this diagram on the uh, chalkboard and you saw where all the young organs crossed in the back the crossovers and also being able to utilize my education as a chiropractor in acupuncture school to locate points because it was easier for me okay people would always say i was done needling way ahead of everybody else because I didn't have to think about like uh, stomach 36. Oh, it's right below the head of the fibula and you just go down and there's like a little indentation. It's just like, it's there, put your needle in. Other people were scared to put needles in people. It just never was a, a, an issue for me. And it was pretty easy for me to do like point location was cake for me. It was That's easy. cool. That's really cool. So why are you sick, fat and tired? And you wrote this book, what, 2019? So it was pre-SARS-CoV-2. It's just. Just. So this book has a whole lot more implications now since that's come out. As I was reading it and looking at it and going through it, I was like, wow. But the, th the bottom line is we have an, the number of sick people in the United States and, and globally is really growing phenomenal paces. We're not, we're, we're not getting better. We're getting sicker. I mean, there's things that happen that directly are, are affect our health and the environment. So you have people who are in high up places in Washington, D.C., like maybe at, the connection between Congress and Senate and to the people who are, I've always called them the fat checkers of the of Capitol Hill, the lobbyists working their wares, like saying like, we'll give you this, we'll give you that. There's a lot of people who vote for things because they're putting extra money in their pocket. Right. They have residual income from a lot of those things. So there's a lot of like reasons why people are sick. I always talk about the story about walking across Boston and realizing, just looking at people's faces, that they were ill and that they had something going on. And then I read this story, like this really interesting article, which is a, a, like a mic drop about like the, the CDC released it in 2010 about how 212 dangerous chemicals were found in the blood and urine. And they, it's, my language, the dangerous urine, like dangerous chemicals, it was theirs. Dangerous chemicals found in the blood and urine of any American that they tested for these chemicals. That was a, I, that was stunned. I was like, God snare. And so when I looked at that a little bit more closer, I went, I can't stay retired because I sold my practice right. in Cape Cod and I moved to Boston. 
I said, I can't do this. Any, I just can't watch this and not do something about it. Do something it. about it. Everybody I talked to, I just kind of would mention, I wouldn't tell them what I did, but I would tell them things about their health. And they would just go like, oh, I never thought of that. No one ever asked me. This is how like complacent they were. No one ever asked me like, what do you do? It, or any of that. Like, or why am I going to the hospital? Because you look great and you look like you're going to have a heart attack and your pulse is really choppy. <laughs> and that is a, a sign in Chinese medicine that you got something else going on. So get in the car, taxi, put this, take this guy to Mass General. So I had those experiences over and over again. So that's what led me to go back into going into some level of practice. Right now, what I do for, I um, also cover practices for doctors who go on vacation. Okay. Which gives me time to do, to write and do more things. You know, we're sick. I mean, we've got, our food sources are horrible in the sky falling down on you from every like chemtrail that goes by. You've got things that are toxic in the water. You have things that are toxic that are in the fertilizer that you use for your grass or for your garden. And then what about your house? You have all these cleaning fluids that are absolutely toxic. If you actually read what the ingredients are and then go to find out not what it is because nobody cares, what you want to find out is you want to find out the side effects of it. And is it so important to put that in a cleaning product? Vinegar and water was used for years before they did Windex and, the clay and vinegar and water does a better job of cleaning a window or making a bathtub shine. And so people just got used to like, it's easier to put it in this container and go buy it and put the container away. And then we have all that issue with plastics. So the plastics, they're endocrine disruptors. And when you disrupt an endocrine, you're either, you're not doing a good thing for your body at all. Then look at the environment. There's a sea of them in the ocean where they thought was a good idea. No one was ever going to find out. <laughs> so there's a lot of things in our environment that people don't tie, you know, right side into left side in. And we really take for granted stupid Glade air fresheners. Sorry, Glade carcinogenic, you know, the sheets that go into your dryer, they're carcinogenic. Yep. Why would you buy something that is carcinogenic and use it because you like the smell or because, you know, it's like, why are you doing that? Like, I want to shake people and go like, wake up. Because when you start being careful of your environment around you, then you can go forward and you can like out a little bit farther. And people just like, and you're lazy. People are incredibly lazy and they want somebody else to do it for them. And I mean, if we look at this, the whole picture though, I mean, it's easier to buy at the store. I mean, but... The other part is like aluminum foil. People cook with aluminum foil every day, and that's just dangerous as all get out. It's a high temperature, you know. Right. I did a post on LinkedIn, and I usually get, I, I have a lot of people who interact on my LinkedIn account. But when I posted it, I said, shiny side out or shiny side in. And I like the title of that because I always say that about t-shirts, clean side out. <laughs> you know, it's just like a clean side out. And so when I wrote this article about that, at, to make, to increase the awareness about it. I didn't get the interaction because people don't want to hear it. They don't want to have to like, what can I substitute for aluminum foil? How about if you substitute for aluminum foil, how about if you just cook it in a, like a glass dish, like Pyrex, for instance, but people don't want to make that change in that because it's, it's a hassle for them. So to your point, we live in a toxic world, aluminum foil, and now we have 5G and phones. There's a lot of disruptors. And like, for, to your point about endocrine disruptors, microwave popcorn is, sales are freaking skyrocketing. 
But nobody realizes every time you throw that thing in the microwave, first of all, you're getting the microwave, the electricity from the microwave. Yeah, the way that it heats it up. Then the whole, inside the bag is all carcinogen. It's a cancer bomb, you know? Yeah, I don't eat popcorn. I mean, I eat popcorn. I use my air popper. Microwave popcorn, people, it's easy. I get it. It's easy. You don't have to break out the air popper. You can just throw it in the microwave, put it in for two and a half minutes, and you've got popcorn. I get it. Let me just say something. Most people drink, most people, a lot of people have popcorn with wine, and you got to take the cork, got to take the cover, the outside off, and then peel it back, and then you have to open the wine. It takes longer than it, than it takes to pop the popcorn. popcorn. <laughs> but, you know, it's priorities. It's like people don't have that as a priority. And that's what a problem is, is that they not having it as a priority is your health is not a priority. If the health is not a priority, then don't talk to me about your consequences right. because they're, they're, it's, it's a bad move. Right. So what do we do here, Dr. Pat? What do we do? Go out and save the world. <laughs> I mean, um, I'm all about that. I mean, I, I try and help as many people as possible, but I know it's not easy. It's not easy to live clean. And it's not, and, and for the most part, it's not always fun. I mean, to cook clean, to eat clean, to buy clean products, it takes a little bit more work. And I'm one of those people, and, and we're, you, talk, you touched on this a little bit of looking at people and thinking what disease they might have. My favorite, one of my favorite things to do at the grocery store is to walk the, walk the aisles see what people's got in their carts and then look at their body and see what I can come up with, what kind of disease they're walking around with in my mind. <laughs> well, when COVID, back when COVID was COVID, I was in um, a grocery store that I always go to. And so when I was in that grocery store, I was talking to the women in the fish department. I've been there many times, except in the Berkshires. And so we're having this conversation. Some woman comes up really rather plump, and she turns around and says to me, and I'm standing there and I'm just like, you know, thinking about what I wanted to get. And she turns around and says to me, why, you know, how, you don't even have a mask on. And it wasn't required then at that time. And so it was suggested, but it wasn't required. So I said to her, I go, thanks for sharing it with me. And so I said to her, if you're not feeling well, because you do have a mask on you, maybe you want to go home instead of going grocery shopping. And I, and she said, even social distancing. So it was like, and I just looked at her. I said, clearly, I said, you don't have anybody in your family that does any type of construction because these are 12 inch tiles, you know, squares. And right. so from where I'm standing at to where you're standing at, there's only four squares. And I said, so I said, I go, so now, you know, what's, I go, what six feet looks like. <laughs> and then she was, then you should move. And I'm thinking, I, I said, this subject, I didn't want to get it, it like right. into it. And I said, how long have you had diabetes? Oh my goodness. What'd she say? Her face was just stopped. And she goes, how do you know I have diabetes? I said, well, one thing you didn't ask me about is you didn't ask me about why I might know something that you don't know and have a conversation about it. And I said, because you have bruising on your legs. You have poor circulation. You're incredibly overweight. You're obese. You're morbidly obese. And I said, and I go, people who are in your bracket 
are people who are highly susceptible, not just to this COVID thing that you're worried about, but to anything that goes around because your immune system has been compromised for a long time. And I said, so I go, I'll see you in front of the checkout. We'll see what kind of food you buy because food is either feeding a disease or it's fixing you. Right. Making you healthy. It's your choice. You pick one. And she was just like, wow. And then the girl behind the thing, I just said, I'll come back, take care of her first. And that's what how what we ended up doing. But I had more than a couple of encounters that were like that with people. And or people would say that somebody passed away. And I said, What was I go? So they had they were sick, right? Before that. Oh no, they were very healthy. I said, just because someone's taking medications doesn't make them healthy. It, I go, mask the symptoms. It gives you the impression that you're healthy, but you're really not. If you're taking medications, you're not healthy. Right. You got to do what you got to do, but you're not healthy. Let's go down that rabbit hole for a minute. Okay. Because allopathic physicians have a tendency just to go by the book and write a prescription without talking to you about the consequences of the prescription. Also, they will put prescription upon prescription having no idea the interconnectedness of those three prescriptions. It's the job of the pharmacist. <laughs> right. Yeah, they put it on somebody. But when you look at, plus nobody tells them about what might, what nutrients that prescription is depleting. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff going on that in your book. But there's a lot of prescriptions that make you sick. There's a lot of prescriptions that make you tired. And there's prescriptions that make you fatter. Yeah, and there's food that does the same thing. Right. And it's <laughs> and the problem is when you add it all together and you take that easy road, and that's when you get to a point where you're sick and you don't know what to do about it. And really, in, in all honesty, most allopathic physicians don't know what to do with it either besides write another prescription. Because I asked you back like in like to 1996, at my office, the statistic at the time was that like, I think like one or two, two people that the average person over the age of 50 was taking five medications from three to five medications. That's huge. That is like really huge. It's annoying that people don't like, you know, that like for me, because I'm very left brain. So I just like, God, ask some questions, ask some real questions that get you unstuck and move you forward. Right? Because if you knew what to do to be healthy, the big question to ask people is if you knew to do, if you knew what to do to be healthy, would you do it? Right. You know, if they say no, then say get out of my office. I mean, <laughs> honestly, that's part of the problem is most people don't want to fix that. They're happy and content. They're happy and content until it becomes a, a bigger issue. Because they don't pay attention until they have Grim Reaper syndrome. Right. I mean, and so it's like, like you have floaters in your eye. Did you have floaters when you were 12 years old? I don't think so. So right. why, like, if like there's things that people, and it, nothing drives me crazier than some doctor telling me it's because of your age. So I had a head trauma back in 2019. And so, and that was in October of 2019. So I was going out this, walked in the store, didn't like it, turned around and I hit a box and I went flying through the door and that, and I was in the hospital the next day because I didn't go. I didn't even, I drove home from there and my dog was in the car. I wasn't going to leave my dog by himself. And I just went in someplace really quick and went to go out and, and my life changed. And so 
what I did was, it's just like the head trauma, I'm talking to him and he said, you should get a CAT scan. And I said, if I got a CAT scan, would your diagnosis change? They hate me when I go and see a doctor. <laughs> would, would, would my diagnosis change? And he said, well, no. And I said, then why are we doing a CAT scan? He goes, to make sure. And I said, well, if you're doing a CAT scan to make sure, I said, doesn't it make sense? I go, why would you do a CAT scan when you already got a diagnosis? And I said, based upon observable things you see, he goes, it's your age. I said, my age? And I said, so if you're telling me like if this happened four months ago, my age wouldn't be a criteria and we wouldn't be doing one, right? Right. I said, and you're assuming that I eat like every other American, the typical American diet, not like eating like every other American. And I said, so you presume that. And I said, so you're making assumptions without asking questions. And I said, so I go, you've got so many people in this ER right now. I think you should just give me a copy of my x-rays that we did take because I was curious about my cervical x-ray because I haven't had one like since I was in chiropractic school. And he goes, we've got a lot of degeneration in your neck. And I just said to him, I don't know how many x-rays that you've actually really seen in your life. I said, but I used to take x-rays of people all the time. And I said, I've seen people who are 20 have x that have necks like mine. And I'm in my early 60s. Huh. <laughs> so, and I said, so you want to go, I go, you want to go down that path right. again? <laughs> you know, and so finally, I, and I asked him, what's the criteria? And he couldn't tell me off the top of his head. I said, do you have a little bit of Alzheimer's? And I said, I go, nothing personally. And he couldn't take, he had a hard time with that aspect of being able to tell me the criteria is this, the criteria is this, but he knew there was one about age and cause he had my age right in front of him. Hmm. I just thought it was really interesting yeah. in the, those conversations. And I had neurological damage from this accident. And, and I went to have specific treatment because I injured the pons. Cause what I did is I fell and I slammed my, I heard my head crack, slammed my head up on top on the corner into the cement. It was not a good experience at all. So, you know, it, it, it resolved and, and I had to do a lot of like different I things to do to fix that. But it's really important to know that sometimes when people are giving you some direction, they don't understand what they're giving, but they don't understand why they're telling you what they're telling you. And I find that pretty much significant in when you're dealing with like Western medicine. Yeah. That I mean, don't you ever see that? Oh, a lot. I get a lot of people <laughs> tell me to expect I, the one I, the one that always sticks out in my brain is that my doctor gave me, diagnosed me with autoimmune, autoimmune disease and told me it's not reversible. <laughs> I'm like, okay. It's just like, there's always something that you can do, right? Yeah. People give me a hard time about something. And I just sit there like, yeah. somebody recently said to me that they had Lou Gehrig's disease, right? He's in terrible pain. You know, I said, I'm not saying that you're not in terrible pain. And I said, but the thing that there's always something that you can do and your food directly affects how much inflammation your body is handling. You got to go back to your gut and you got to look at your liver and you got to look at these specific things. And he didn't want to hear it. So of course that ended that conversation. I said to him, if you ever change your mind or you want more information, I'm more than happy to you know, support you and having better information so you, that you can move forward and you can make the decisions that you need to make. But there is something that you can do. People give up it's way ahead of the time that they should be giving up. Right. 
They do. It's just like when people put their dogs down, they have better reasons for putting their dogs down earlier. Right. <laughs> you know, they are than taking care of themselves. So it, it, it's a process. It always, it always um, baffles me when I talk to somebody to say, I already have a doctor. I said, nobody's talking about your doctor. I'm talking about looking at what's below the surface or what might be looking below the surface. And that's where you get so many sick people because they've been abusing their bodies and abusing their lifestyles for such a long time. They now think it's normal to have a hamburger and French fries for a nutritional meal. So talking to those people sometimes is a little difficult, Yeah, you know, and and you can't get break through them. You just got to let them go. Right. You know, and that, and that's something that you and I both know. That sometimes you, there's just people that you're not going to help, you know? Yeah. It's just like in any business. There's some people, they're just not in your niche. When I'm looking at people, it's like, do you know that? <laughs> you know, and they're going like, no, I did not know that. <laughs> you know, did you know that if you short on time and you want to go exercise and you want to exercise your brain and you want to do, you know, meditate, you can walk and meditate at the same time and do mindful meditation right. while you're walking. You can concentrate on something with gratitude. Gratitude in, indicates that something's done already. That's why they always say do gratitude is because it's a past, it's an event that already happened in the past. So if you tie that event with something in the future, you can use your brain to help you heal faster, quicker, and better and get the results that you need. So you can get on second move forward. Right. And let's, while you're on that subject, let's start, let's talk about the interconnectedness of that because stress mindset, sleep, those are things that people don't think about affect their health, even though they, you and I both know that those three are just as important as food or what you're stuffing in your pie hole, just as important as moving your body. But that mindset, gratitude, sleep, rest, those little things that we take for granted are are important to your overall well-being. You know, something about people is they don't understand what health is. The Webster's Marion Dictionary always said that in health is when organs are functioning 100% of the time. And then you have the WHO, World Health Organization, when they are, when they are a solid foundation, actually say that is not the merely the absence of disease or infirmities. And the talks actually about lifestyles and that being healthy is not something that you do like from nine to five. It's something that should be part of your lifestyle and you do forever. And then when you're looking into that, you're like, well, how do I get health? I go, you got to stop putting the cart before the horse. And there's no magic pill. People want magic pills because we've been conditioned that, you know, 40 ounces of Coca-Cola is a normal size of Coca-Cola for some people. And they wonder why they have diabetes and other chronic illness or disease. And if you don't have a good gut, your gut's going to actually ultimately, you know, impair how you enjoy your life. And when it's damaged, then those toxins go out and it goes to the liver and the liver's got to get rid of those toxins. When the liver gets overwhelmed, it puts it in blood, brain, bone, and fat. So when that happens, it's just like, it's deep. Blood's deep. The Chinese, you know, medicine always said that it's, it's deep. When it goes deep, you've got to figure out how to get it out. And there's very few products that actually do that, that actually pass the cell main membrane. A zeolite product is one of the better products to be able to do that. But there's only one product that somebody invented that actually um, does that and, and is achievable to extract 28 uh, known chemicals out of your body. 
There's one company that I use. It's the only company that has three patents in 34, 36 countries. And for your listeners, we can put it in the, in the link into the post. But it's called Clear Drops, and Clear Drops is a supplement that helps support healthy detoxification and clears the heavy metals out of there. 28 of them. Really? 28 or 26. Oh, yeah. It's wonderful. Clear Drops. Uh-huh. I'll put that in the show notes, Clear Drops. Now, in your book, when diet is wrong, medicine is no use. When diet is correct, medicine is of no need. People just don't know what good food is. They don't, they, no one has taught anybody how to cook in this country. They taught you how to go to fast food. I just had this conversation the other day with a buddy of mine because he's single and he's always cooking. And he was like, what do I do for healthy meals? Because he's always running to the store just on his way home from work and grabbing something. And I was telling him, because I use... Right now I'm using, what is it called? I was using one of those meal delivery systems where they send you the the vegetable, they give you the spices, everything comes in a box with instructions. It's not rocket science. You just follow it, slice it, dice it, put it in the pan, stir in whatever they give you. But those are, to me, is the simplest way to eat because I don't have time to go to the grocery store and pick out everything I will need. Or do I want to go through all the spices and make sure that I've got every, I don't, I mean, this is, they give you the recipe, they give you the, everything you need and it's all in one little bag. So you just pop open the bag, pour it on the counter, start cutting, chopping, follow instructions, put it in the oven, whatever you got to do to bake it or cook it and you're done. And not only that, but it gives me like a, a dinner and then it gives me lunch the next day. Don't you find that it's, it's easy just to get peace of mind from cooking? I, I like cooking. I, I love to cook, but I just don't have time to dig this stuff up. And, you know, I get my meats. The meats that come with this particular company are, are grass or organic or grass fed. I do get a box of meat from Butcher Box every month. So I can have a nice grass fed steak. I love steak. There's nothing wrong with steak. I just, I, there's nothing wrong with steak. There's like, there's something wrong with how, what you eat with it though right. and how you combine it. Right. So that's an easy way to prepare meals for me, at least. Now there's other people out there that like their system, which is great, but as for people who want to eat healthy, it's not as difficult as one thinks. You just have to stay out of the damn center aisles of the grocery store. Yeah, they always say that. The things that you need on, on the aisles in the middle of the grocery store are so few. Somebody wanted me to go, like you're familiar down here in Florida, even or Florida in Georgia, uh, with Wegmans, right? Right. And I hate Wegmans. There is nothing about Wegmans that I like. When right. I go into, if I abhor a grocery store, that grocery store, when I go in there, nothing makes sense to me where it's at. Right. They have you going up and down so many aisles that it, put, it forces you to see stuff and going, yep, I need that, you know, right. and or I need this too. And pretty soon you're buying, you've got $40, $60, worth of food. Right. Fine. Right. And because it's on sale, and I can remember when the, there was a, a teacher there taught, taught psychology at uh, Life. And when I taught school there, and I said to her when I first worked, 
because, oh my God, I went and I got all these really nice business clothes, you know, like to dress up, to be able to teach. And she said, well, how much money did you really save? I said, oh, I say it was like 50% off. She goes, so where's the money? <laughs> you know, you didn't save anything. It's just like when someone wants me to buy something that I only want to spend eighty dollars on, and they're going, "Yes, but for one hundred and fifty, you get this. Like you get two of them." I said, "I don't want to spend um, one hundred and fifty. I want to spend eighty dollars, and I want to get what I want when I want it and move forward." And that I go, "You got to prove it to me that it's worth my while to do that." And occasionally it is. Then you think like, what do I do with this other product now? Right, right. <laughs> you know, I went, I went to a Catholic school. You didn't throw anything away. And so they, everyone hates to go grocery shopping with me because I read labels. And I, I want to know, I'm looking at the label and there's an app called Dirty App or Dirty Think Dirty. And right. so Think Dirty, sometimes you can put it on the barcode and it will tell you if it's carcinogenic. It'll tell you what's wrong or what's right with it or think, if it's A-OK. Think Dirty? Think Dirty. Okay. That's another issue when we, we're talking about eating healthy. It's like, I just, I've been eating this one kind of bars in the morning for uh, when I break my fast, I usually break my fast around 11. Uh, Cause I go from seven to 11 pretty much every day, except for on the weekends, I kind of ignore the weekends, but Monday through Friday, I do the, the, the or Sunday through Thursday or Friday, I do the fast, the 16 hours. And I was eating, and I, the first thing I'd have when I break my fast is this bar. And I thought it was healthy. You know, I was, you read it. <laughs> like, one day I was sitting here, I was watching or watching a video or watching something or reading something. I don't remember what it was. And I went and grabbed the bars and looked at, and they're using seed oils. Yeah. And it's like, stuff, okay. that you, stuff that you don't want, stuff you don't want to put in your mouth. Right. <laughs> it's like of all, everything on the box, on the back of the box is great. It's until you get to the oil that they use to bind it together. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh my goodness. So now I got to find a dang new bar. I know it's tragic. Anyway, I want to talk about your book a little bit because this is really an interesting book and it's really not a read the few, it's more no, of a, a hands-on book, which is good. And I like that part about it. But and there's no buts, really. I mean, I like it because it's broken down into each bodily system. Mm-hmm. So your systems in the book are your gut, your endocrine system, your heart, mood, blood sugar, immunity, urological, muscle. <laughs> Muscle skeletal, a nervous system, and then you have one chapter for men and one chapter for women in the book. So basically, as a reader, what you do is you go to, you first start out with the, the, the reading part, and then you go to the introduction, and then you get to the part, where are you on the health continuum? Oh, yes. And this breaks it. This is where you start doing this basically the part walks you through what you're going to be doing the rest of the book. So basically right. this it's book. Pretty, it's very well laid out, actually. I mean, even from my point of view. Fantastic idea because it gives you a roadmap for where you're at. Let's walk us through you writing this book and why you wrote it this way. And also because I've said this many times, but 
David in the book of Psalms says, for it was you who I created in my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I have been fearfully and wonderfully made. And God made our bodies wonderfully. And, and the fact that, yes, we can be ill. You can be ill. You can be sick. But given the right environment, your bodies can reverse the disease itself without prescription drugs. Now, there is some triage things you're going to need. If you, sometimes you need triage medications, but I haven't put any medications in my body since 2006, and I'm going to be 63. Mm-hmm. And I know right now I've, I've lived the last 10 months very under a lot of stress, under a lot of stuff, so I know that my system is not perfect right now. I haven't ran labs in six months, but I just ordered my labs to run or to go to the lab court and get a blood draw and see where I'm at. Where I'm going with this is you broke this down so that in each chapter you have a quiz that the the person takes for each chapter. So if you go to the gut chapter, you start with the digestive system and you go through and answer questions. Building this out, what was your thinking building this out? I think I went over it very quickly in the very beginning of it. When I decided that people were sick and didn't know it, I figured if they had a self-discovery type of questionnaire that they could see how they pattern out. So I won't talk to anybody who doesn't take the time to fill out, the, take the questions that they answered, total them up correctly, and put them on the health status chart. So... What I did is I took numerous questionnaires and I looked at what was similar, like which fits together the best. And so when I did that, you know, I had all the uh, system survey. I had uh, more than one person tell me and more than two handful of people, more than that, like a group of people. My doctors never asked me any of those questions. This is a system survey. This is a basic question that any doctor should be able to ask anybody when they come into their office. And I think it's a great tool for chiropractors to have in their office so they don't have to ask them the questions and don't have to look stupid. Because what happens is that people will like, they forget stuff. If people didn't forget stuff, people, if, if women remembered what it was like to deliver a baby, they would never ever have more than one. It was like, forget about it. I'm just not, I'm not going to do that to myself ever again. But if you did, if you remember, it's just like, oh my God, you would not be happy. There would, we wouldn't have a population problem. We wouldn't be in what we're at, we're at right now with all this other stuff that's going on too. But the thing is like how it got set up is I looked at what were the best questions in each organ system. Yep. And then I wrote them in street language so an 11-year-old person could understand them. How do I know that somebody that's 11 years old can understand them? Because one of my editors for my book was 11 years old. Oh. So he told me, I said, his rule was, if you want me to pay you for every word that you find that you don't know, that's fine. I said, okay. as long as you give me another word for the same word. So that's how I ended up writing the book for anybody like you know, who's like 11 year old could understand it. And then the other things that, you know, in writing the book, they asked me, what can you do for chronic fatigue? I said, you didn't read the book. Called me back two weeks later. What can you do for myofibralgia? I said, you didn't read the book. When you read the book, let me know. <laughs> What did can you do? And I said he didn't. I said he didn't read the book. And so then I didn't hear from them. And but they gave me a really great salary review because they said their doctor never asked them that. And what they learned from reading the book is that medicine, Western medicine, doesn't know what to do with you unless you have a flat tire. 
And when you have a flat tire, what they want to do with you is they want to cut and they want to paste. And so when they want to cut and they want to paste, if you equate that to like the fire department, for instance, it's just like, so the fire department comes, their house is burning. They come and they go break through the windows with axes, which is surgery. And they come in with hoses and they hose everything down. They said, didn't I do a good job? I just got to ruin all your family heirlooms. I ruined everything inside your house, which would equate to your body. And then you have the problem with like the carpenter coming in and going like, oh my God, this place is a mess. It's toxic. You cannot go in your house after your house is burned. They have caution tape all around because there's toxic fumes from the things that burn. And so you can't stay there. So you're kept away from that. So what happens is that when you have like a stomach problem, like the Zantec thing versus that. Zantac found out they had a lot of lawsuits because they found out that their product was carcinogenic and gave people some cancer in the stomach. So if you look at things that are, you know, in the book, it's just like the book tells you where to go. It's where to start your health journey. It's what to do from that health journey. So it's like, so here I've got this picture. This is how my health patterns out. Cause it's not just one thing, all those pieces of the puzzle, all the pieces of the puzzle of health, and they all got to talk to each other. It's like a Swiss watch. So when one part of it slows down, another part's going to slow down also. Wow. You've got to have communication. You have to have cellular communication. You have to be able to move. You got to think better, feel better, and move better. And the way that you do that is finding out what your weakest link is and fixing that. So that's what I do with people is when they take the book and they do it and I do a consult with them, I don't care if they come to me or not. I do care that they get better. And so it's just like, where do you live? Let's find somebody who you can take this to and you can, they can read this chart for you. And then they're going, how do I work with you? I said, I only work online. I coach and I send you to your doctor and I talk to your doctor. I'm not, you know, so someone goes, are you scared to talk to their doctor? I said, why would I be scared to talk to their doctor? <laughs> You're just having a conversation about somebody who they should have the same interest that you have about them being better. But the thing is you can't blame doctors for medical doctors because that's just what they were taught. And they're only operating what is how they want. It's, it's only operating for what they know. But in reality, their box, if they really took a look at their box, you know, because sometimes your solutions are outside the box. So the proverbial box is that when you actually look at it, there's no walls. The solution's right in front of you. But a lot of people are so stuck, they go back to things that they only know to be true or what they learned to be true when they were growing up. Or they have the, where, where they get the belief system like, oh, it's in my genes. It can't just be in your genes because everybody in your family would have the same thing. But if you keep on eating how your parents cooked and ate food, then you'll get what they get, especially now because food is so depleted and, and like condensed macronutrients and micronutrients. My mother lived to be 95. She didn't die from old age. She died because she was in an accident and because they didn't secure her wheelchair when she was being transported to get an injection in her eyes so she didn't have to wear glasses at 95. Because that was important to her. That was her why. That was her why. <laughs> so when people ask, tell me about like, I don't think I can do that. And I said, is being around for your kid, it's just like you have a five month old kid. And I said, you're working yourself. You're burning the candle at both ends. Hopefully your candle's very, very long. And that your right. candle is made out of steel. Because even steel melts at some point in time. Everything has a melting point. 
But the thing is that book only takes about max three hours. If you didn't want to read the book, which will give you all the foundational information that you need in order to take the 12 uh, chapters, actually it's only 11 because one's for women and one's for men. Then, you know, it's just like when you get that information, you go like, now what do I do with it? Call me and we'll tell you what that, what you do with it. Here's your next best step. Do you, should you do a detox? A lot of people do detoxifications and they're not, they purge their liver and they purge their gut. It's the worst thing that you possibly can do to your body, especially if you're very toxic. Because every fat cell in your body is an endocrine organ. And when you release those, and toxins love fat. And so when you release that fat that you're burning off, you don't feel good. And doesn't mean because like, and the thing is, it's like, if you don't change your lifestyle habit, then your outcomes are going to be the same. And if you do nothing, things don't get better. They usually get worse. So it's just the way that it is. I mean, it's just like, I don't, you can't, so I always say like the Jay Leno thing, it's like, you can't make this stuff up. It's there and it's, it's so directly in your face. People have got to have people wait till they start having symptoms and they ignore those symptoms. They're in crisis. And when they're in crisis, they want to put the horse in front of the cart. And even when you get them in the seat, they still don't know what to do because no one ever taught them. So finding your basic foundational back to basics because when crap hits the fan, you got to go back to basics. I teach five pillars of health. So it's proper uh, diet and nutrition, which have to be the same thing because some people you can have a diet doesn't mean it's nutritious right right? and then proper exercise if you don't move you're going to die um the hygiene of sleep something that's really important to you because that's where you restore repair and vitalize and you detox in the middle of the night and then from there you have to have a positive mental attitude and a positive mindset and that those positive mindset and positive mental attitude is super important And then the last is the properly functioning nervous system, which is a proper posture and the biomechanics. So you can conquer anything if you have positive mindset and positive mental attitude, plus superior wellness initiatives is what I give my clients. And I teach them how to have the mindset strategies to bust through that. So they have that positive mindset, positive mental attitude, positive mindset stuff with superior wellness initiatives so that they can have success. And that success will go, it's just, it makes you more powerful and more engaged from inside out because that's where healing comes from is inside that's not from outside in so that you can move forward with a surety that you're addressing the right thing and you're from that's going on in your body, but you've got to identify the root cause. You got to go to the root cause in order to have that experience and you have to figure out how to get there. You said it in the book that you have to be Sherlock Holmes to some degree to figure a lot of things out. I mean, I am, I'm a CSI agent. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> One thing I, like about you because i've been following you on linkedin for a while is that a lot being from the functional medicine side of things we are like investigators something's not right here we have to follow the path to where that's coming from and all disease begins in the gut that's one of the first things i learned long ago is the gut health is the key for most of it and most people don't have a healthy gut. And, yeah, fix your gut, change your life. <laughs> it, it happens. It's true. And I, I try and tell. I, I've, I've had this conversation with my sister a bazillion times. 
how's your, what's your poop? You should look at your poop every day and see what it's like. Cause that's a key indicator of what your, the rest of you going on in your body. It, it certainly can be. The first chapter of my book is on the gut. So it looks at gastric function, inflammation. It looks at small intestine. It looks at the colon. It's like there's four parts to that one chapter. Right. And it gives you a plethora of information. Right. But if you follow up with an MPQ type test, then you can know what's going on with detoxification. I, I have a specific questionnaire that I send out just to have a conversation with them about their health. You should see the conversations like, well, you know, I already got a doctor. I'm going, I don't want to be your doctor. I'm not a doctor. I'm not right now. I'm, I'm your friend. <laughs> so <laughs> my fees are high, you know, and my, I always said my babysitting fees as adult, I go became really high. But when I was a doctor and I had people in my clinic, I would, I would say that I babysit you and I get paid really well for that because I go, you want me to protect you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you wouldn't hire a babysitter. That's going to like, let you run out in front of a car. <laughs> Right. You know, and I always had a thing in my office that when people would tell me stuff, you know, I had one, you know, like in TBM, there's this one chart and this woman was sitting in there and I said, I go, what are you looking at? She goes, oh, I'm looking at this chart. And I went, oh, I go, okay, what are you looking at the chart for? And she said, I have everything up there. I said, if you had everything up there, you'd be dead. I said, so <laughs> and, we, and we both started laughing. I said, so let's move forward and see what's really going on so that we know where to focus your time, your energy, and your money. And I said, and people are so used to their insurance paying for something. They got to get over that. I mean, you're only going to insurance deductibles are up anyway. So you might as well like put your money where your mouth's at. Right. That's my scoop on most of my book. If people want to find out more information about that, they certainly can like order the book. I would highly recommend the paper edition because I know for myself, if I have a book on my telephone or on, you know, audible or whatever, I never look at it again. Well, matter of fact, you know, I, I have I'm going to say that because I just, I bought it when I got it on eBay or on Amazon, I bought the Kindle version and I was laying in bed reading it over the weekend. And I'm like, shit, I want the paperback so I can mark it up. But there's places to write notes right. and that type of thing. So hopefully when we get done off here, if you read the if you went through the whole book, you can leave me a, a five-star rating since you love it so much. Okay. Yeah, I do. I will. I will, because I, I love it because it's not like I have to go because I I love books. And, and if you saw my library over here, I, I don't know what my family's gonna do when I pass away. Because they have, <laughs> there's a lot of books up here, health and wellness that are, I spent a lot of money on some of these, but I, I, I love books and I have a lot of them on my Kindle. When I find something like your book, I'm going to go back and buy a paperback because I want to take, the, I, I want to start taking the quiz. Cause I want to so see. You want to download the quiz in there because I, even this time when we went to re-edit it, we couldn't figure out how to resize it so it actually fit on one of those pages. Okay. And there, and it's better for you to download the quiz because it'll come on an eight and a half by eleven piece of paper, and then you can follow it. Okay. So like you can take it, and then there's two lines in it. So you like take it today, you take it like five weeks later, something like that, and then you get the answers to that. Okay. And then there'll be an invite. There's an invite in that book, and there'll be an invite in this book to be able to connect with me and ask me questions about whatever their, someone's chart is. Like you can get the skinny on it instead of like dilemmatizing about it going, Oh my God. And people are so hard about like, I don't want to ask any questions. I don't want to bother you. Blah, blah, blah. 
just ask. That's why it's called Ask Dr. Pat. <laughs> so it's just like, there's a reason for it. It's, it's a reason why, you know, like being on a mic means a lot to me because I want to use my voice. I want to be valuable and I want to be visible so that people can get the information that they need so they can move forward. Awesome. So before we go today, what are some of the warning signs if we don't create a plan to make a healthier lifestyle choices? Oh, there's all sorts of things. You don't sleep or you get hot or even if you have menopause, like, or you have hot flashes, you're constantly getting catching cold. You have a headache, so you're you know, doing over-the-counter prescription for pain. For simple things like floaters in the eyes, bloating, gas pain, there's like you slip and fall. You're not paying attention, like foggy brain from having too much sugar. Don't eat sugar. It's, right. it's like, but it's in the first five ingredients on a label. Don't eat, eat it, don't and, you eat know? Sugar. And so, and don't eat sugar. And make sure you hydrate because every leg of that, those pillars has to have water in order to function. You need it for your joints. You need it for digestion. You need it to keep your, all everything lubed up. And you need it so that, for instance, like in, when people have pneumonia, it's just like you need to keep the lungs moist. And so like when you cough is when the lungs start to, to dry out or they're like swimming in a, a pool of mucus. So in Chinese medicine, that means that whatever the invasion or the evil is, whether it's cold or hot, it's exterior, interior, any of those things, it, it's above the neck. So they consider it an exterior condition. We all know that when we have colds before, is it's like we would like feel the tickle in the back of our throat. Now they go, oh my God, I've got that C thing. And so, but the thing is, it's like, you know, it existed beforehand. So calling it what it is, which is a severe case of a flu, because a virus is a virus, it's not a disease. Those viruses mutate out and, and they do it every year. Before they used to call it strains. Now they want you to tie in and, and like having that, that heavy energy about it to go back to being a variant. The variant is really a strain. Right. Call it what it is. And every time it mutates and it gets weaker from Delta to Omicron, then it's just like, that's a weaker form of the virus. But they wanted you to still think it's a variant of, and it's a strain of the virus before. When I hear that and see that, I say that to people that go, and they look at me and they're going, oh, I was at a Super Bowl party and I had this conversation with somebody. I said, oh, yeah, you know what? You're right. I mean, it's common sense. That's I've been saying that for months. You got to put some common sense back in your diet and, and ask yourself, does this make sense to me? If it doesn't make sense to you, then don't do it. And it's just like, you do not have to be part of everybody else. And people are so scared to ask the question because they don't want to look dumb or whatever the reason is. It's just ask the question. You might get information that saves your family. Wow. That's my story today. And I'm sticking to, to it. it. <laughs> so before we go, I'm going to put the links in the show notes of where they could find you. LinkedIn's where I found you. That's a good one. Uh, I like LinkedIn, but it gets, there's a lot of people out there trying. Well, you know, what's interesting to me before we go, I'm going to just get this off my chest with you, <laughs> but it amazes me the amount of people who were health coaches now wanting to be coaches for health coaches or people like myself, like, Hey, I can help you make more money. Well, if you were making such good money when you were being 
a functional medicine practitioner or a health coach, why would you want to help me now? So I, I, anyway, that's well, because they pivoted, they weren't making money. Yeah. So that, that answers that question exactly. pretty quickly. Right. They, you know, or they weren't doing, you know, if you're not doing what you love, it's very difficult to be successful. Right. Yeah. Anyway, that's where I found you on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a good, LinkedIn is a good one. I also have healthteamnetwork.com and that website is being updated. Still fun, is functional, but all the information isn't there. The best place to get all the information where you people can interact with me is on LinkedIn. I also have a Facebook page. Facebook.com is Ask Dr. Pat. And I have a, a, a membership site on Facebook and that is called Be Stronger because that's the class, my digital class that I have that I'm offering. And if any of your people are interested in that, they can reach out to me and ask me specifically about the digital class, which teaches you the foundation, the base, the foundational part of health, and also teaches you how to not put the cart before the horse. I coach, I mentor and coach, and I'm always, you know, I just had, because I wrote for a month, I ended up wrapping up some coaching clients. So I'm just getting back into going back into mentoring and coaching. And okay. I mentor and coach because I lead by example. Okay. I focus on the motivational mindset aspect of that, because when we get that fixed, then everything else kind of is easier to fall into place. It is easier to fall into place. So I do discovery calls and things like that with people. Okay. Just have, I'm from the Midwest. We talk to everybody. Where are you from <laughs> it's originally? just the way that it is. I'm originally from Michigan. Me too. Where at? Um, suburbs of Detroit, like south of Detroit. Okay. Like in Wyandotte, Groziel. Wyandotte, okay. I was born in Dearborn. I don't think what city. We moved out of Detroit when, in 62 when the riots that was 67 was it 67 yeah. the black panthers came through mm -hmm. yeah and uh, so we moved to grand rapid or we moved to gun lake which is on the, the west side of the the, the mitten mm -hmm. and uh, that's where i stayed the rest of my life i would think i was six years old when we moved out of mm -hmm. uh, redford township because of the riots yeah my uncle used to live in redford and detroit I left, I got on I-75 and went south and I never came back. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, then when I got out of high school, I I went to college at Ferris State. I was going to go to Michigan State for veterinary school, but I didn't uh, get accepted, so I ended up at Ferris State in pre-pharmacy, but I ended up partying way too much my first two years, so I joined the Navy, and then I never looked, I got out of Michigan and never... I went back out of the Navy. I went back when I got out of the Navy, but I didn't last long because I was like, I can't, this is this cold weather. Anyway, so before we, we're going to close up right now, anything you want to leave them with before you go? Call me. Ask Dr. Pat. Healthteamnetwork.com. Come on. I said, come on. Let's all have, go out and have coffee. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, quick question for you. I ask all my guests, it has nothing to do with our topic today, but if Dr. Pat had 30 to 45 minutes to just chill out, what album or artist would you put on to listen to? Oh, that would be depend. It would just depend. I mean, it would depend if I'm trying to like zone out and relax. 
like meditate kind of thing, I would listen to probably anything that has a frequency of 528, 538, (laughs) probably Valdaldi or like Mozart and that kind of thing. So if I wanted to like have fun and dance, I would like probably listen to, um, who's the guy who did Love is in the Air, Everywhere You Look Around. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, not Tom Jones. But it was like John Paul Getty or something like that. I like songs that make you happy and songs that don't, I don't like rap. And, you know, so I would listen to something like that, like the Pointer Sisters. I'm so inspired. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Don't get me singing karaoke. You will not, you'll say, I'm so glad you never had a musical career, Dr. Pat. (laughs) But I love to sing karaoke. And that's so, but I really enjoyed being here today with yeah, you. Thank you and, very much for joining me. Okay. Thank you very much. Alrighty. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining in today with the Rebel Health Coach, Tom Underwood. And be sure to subscribe to the show so you can catch all the episodes. With desire and commitment, you can implement a lifestyle of wellness and fitness. For the support, encouragement, and tools you need to be successful, visit TomUnderwood.net.